Hello, everyone, and welcome to One Meal, One Workout, your new approach to food and fitness. Brought to you by Element OP Productions, elementop.com. And now, here are your hosts, Aaron Butler and Don Sullivan. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to One Meal, One Workout. We're excited to be here with you tonight, and we are going to knock the holiday eating problems on its rumpus. So uh, I got with me, of course, Mr. Don Sullivan and Mr. Mark Cockrell. Say howdy, gentlemen. Howdy, howdy gentlemen. gentlemen. Almost perfect. We can fix that in post-production with a little auto-tune. It'll be fine. <laughs> All right. So auto-tune. you mean like everything Taylor Swift has ever done? Exactly. I don't know what it's like in Madison, Wisconsin right now, but in Atlanta, Georgia today, it was 70 degrees almost. Yeah, it was about a, that here in Texas, too. It was gorgeous, a gorgeous day. Of course, today I got to spend exactly 12 hours in the Galleria in some of the ballroom, uh, the conference rooms there doing validation sessions for the software that I'm working on. So I saw it through the skylight (laughs) that the weather outside was nice. Uh, But yeah, other than that. So Mark, something very exciting happened on my phone last night. Do you know what it was? Uh, I don't know about your phone. Uh, that sounds a little personal. But there when I was talking to you, <laughs> you know about it. This uh, th- yesterday, uh, as of the recording of this show, um, the Element OP Android app was born. Oh, so we have our own mobile app now, uh, which is kind of awesome. Uh, <clears throat> and the iPhone app has been submitted and is pending review. I don't know how long that will take, but hopefully by the time this show goes out, the and uh, the iPhone app will be in the store as well. So we have our own mobile app where you can uh, listen to all of our uh, feeds and uh, all of our shows, and you can see the the news stuff and the Twitter feed and all that sort of stuff right there in the palm of your hand. It's exciting. It is. It's, it's actually very cool. I downloaded it myself last night, and. With a touch and a click and a swipe, you can listen to any podcast on the Element OP Network. It's right. really, it's actually very cool. Uh, and like Mark said, you can get jumping all the other social media and stuff. So it's great. Don, how's your week gone? Enough had a good said. week? It's very well. Very well. It's going even better now. I have five days off. Wow. Those end of the year holiday days time That's off awesome. or they expire. So. That's one of the wonderful things about working in education like I do. After Friday, I have two full weeks off. I don't go back until the end of the year. And then no one likes you, Mark. Right. I thought we could be friends. but The difference is I'm not paid for my time off. So there's that. You're not paid for it? No. It's prorated. You still get paid. Well, I'm paid for the number of days I work, and those days aren't in the contract. Right. That's what I'm saying. It's prorated. You get paid evenly throughout the year right. but you only get paid for x number of days of work yeah, but had i worked those 10 days i would make 10 days more money right that's how they justify the low salaries for teachers exactly we only work 183 days a year teacher come on which is true pay. if you add up the numbers teachers are actually very well paid for working 10 months out of the year right not very yeah, it, well but fairly well they're they're, they're okay they're okay okayly compensated well uh i have some exciting news myself today is wednesday monday i Stayed after work, went down to the gym, got on the elliptical, and did 30 actually hard minutes miles. on the elliptical. Yeah, 30 miles. No, 30 hard minutes on the elliptical with no pain, uh, which if you've been following the saga of Aaron's IT band, um, that is that was it was great to be able to do that. I'm still not 100%. My hip's still pretty sore and tight you know, here and there, 
But as far as jumping on the elliptical and being able to go 30 minutes, you know, at a very pretty fast pace, I, I've never went slower than a jog. Um, that was that was a great accomplishment for me from where I was even a month and a half ago. So the physical therapy and the stretching is helping. So, Well, over the last weekend, I did three days of laying laminate four in my kitchen with lots of pain. So just thought I'd <laughs> offset that. My knees and my back are killing me. But, well, I'm uh, sure. But the floor is nice. Yeah, your floor looks great. I saw the pictures. <laughs> yeah, my wife so has been good. posting them everywhere. Yeah, that's, that's a lot of work. Anytime you're down on your hands and knees, especially if you're a big guy, people don't realize, um, A, how hard it is to get up and down. B, how much uh, stress that just puts on your lower back just being bent over like that. And your uh, knees. You know, if, you've never, if you've never been pregnant or fat, you don't know what it's like. Right. Um, so, yeah, I, I feel you, Mark. I'm, I'm proud of you that you did that. That was a big task. And it looks really good. So, Don, let me ask you this. Are the majority of... Let me, let me back up even further. Let me go back even further. Back in 1904, no, not quite that far. Don, how many brothers and sisters do you have? You I can just ask asked that. a complicated question and you didn't even know it. Okay, how many biological, full-blooded brothers and sisters do you have? Zero. Zero. How many half-brothers and sisters do you have? Give me a second. Adopted or legitimate? Biologically half. That share a, share a biological parent with you. One. One. Mark? I have one brother. Okay. Both of you have parents. Yes. I'm just Allegedly. guessing. <laughs> I'm just curious. I, I guess y'all, you guys aren't the perfect test body for this subject, but I'm just curious. Is the average person in your family overweight? You know, do you, did you have heavy parents? Do you have heavy, heavy siblings? Uh, and I'm talking about genetically. I'm, I'm talking about, when I say genetically, I mean biological family, not adopted or step. My, my mother was fat. My grandmother was fat. I am fat. My grandfather was thin. My brother is thin. Don, how about you? Uh, we have the skips a generation type of fat. My parents are both rail thin. My grandparents, three of them have died of uh, congestive heart failure. So. Wow. So in my family, my dad was a big guy, pretty fit, but, you know, a little bit overweight most of his life in his later years. He was extremely fit when he was younger. He was an uh, army uh, army guy and super fit when he came out of the army. My mom has been slim and or heavy set back and forth a few times. One of my sisters is pretty heavy set. The other one got heavy and got a little bit lighter. But I have lots of relatives that are pretty heavy. And, you know, there's been some articles in the past about the fat gene and things like that. Um, so in the news this week, going back to the New York Times, like I do so often, uh, staying trim when fat runs in the family is the name of the article. And it talks about a study that came out in 07 um, with where they found this gene they call the fat mass and obesity associated gene. And that 65% of European or African descendants have that. Uh, 44% of agents carry some version of this FTO gene, as they call it. And it's it's basically the it's the it's the I'm I'm just kind of I was I'm destined to be fat type gene you know the right. the propensity actually, toward it yeah some people actually when they found out they had it began to do heedless binging um, that was their word heedless binging consuming more fatty foods in the next ninety days than they had in the preceding months um, it's kind of kind of a self fulfilling prophecy type thing. However, just FYI, they did a uh, they did an additional study more recently 
that's come out and said that even just a small amount of exercise will pretty much offset the fat gene uh, to some degree. So for all you people out there who heard a study five, four years ago that said, you know, there's a chance if you're overweight, you got the fat gene and you thought, I probably have the fat gene. It's half my family's fat. We always, you know, we're big bones. I'm just, I'm just going to destined to be fat. Well, guess what? Even if that's the case, uh, with some exercise and controlling your calor- caloric intake, you don't have to be fat your whole life. I am the quintessential, have been stocky since I was a kid, kid. Uh, and I could have easily said that and been probably accurate. I probably have the fat gene, quote unquote. But, um, but you never did anything about it. Yeah, I didn't attempt yeah. to try to do anything different about it. Now, there's all the articles are actually quite a long article. Uh, talks about the you know the a balance of factors between the genes and physical activity affect your energy balance and how likely you are to be this and that. Blah blah blah. Here's my take on it, if I might distill it down a little bit. The gene will probably be responsible for you being 30 to 40 pounds overweight. If you're 70 pounds overweight, that's because you're lazy. There's yeah. a reason the words fat and lazy go together in the English language. Yeah. Because well, you have to the, be lazy to be fat. Uh, and I would say even, that might even, 30, 40 pounds may even be stretching it. I'm, I'm thinking that it's, I don't know, I'm, I'm making these numbers totally up. Making up these numbers even as we speak that, uh. <laughs> I'm going to say 14 pounds. 14 pounds, yeah. I'm going to split the middle between Mark's 40 and Don's 14. I'm going to say 27. <laughs> 20, if you are 27 pounds of weight or less, then you're functioning within the, the acceptable parameters of your fat gene. <laughs> okay, we've totally lost any semblance of science or reality. My point is, my whole point of all this is, I grew up looking at myself and thinking, we even used to joke about the butler thighs and things like that. You know, that it's just a family. And I, yes, my family, I have a, my family is not a light frames, you know, thin boned, narrow shouldered family. I've got lots of big, stocky, strong, you know, I, built for manual labor or fit people in my family. Um, but that doesn't mean I have to be fat. That's the long and short of it. That's in the news. I'm done. We're moving on. It's dead to me. Okay. <clears throat> Coming up in just a couple of weeks, unless you're listening to this after the holidays, in which case, a few weeks ago. The, the holidays. The holidays are coming up. And what do we associate with the holidays in the United States? Feasting. Feasting. I must eat copious amounts of food at every opportunity. And really, really bad food. Bad yeah. for you food. De- really good. Delicious food. food is what you meant, right? Right. <laughs> really Everybody wonderful food. Everybody pulls those recipes out of the back of that box. That's, I only make this for Christmas. And right. it's just the most delicious stuff you've ever crammed in your face as fast as you can. <laughs> this is my recipe for deep fried bacon rolled in butter with icing on it. And I yeah. only make it on Christmas Day. Well, you know, pretty much starting with Thanksgiving meal on that on that Thursday through New Year's, if you don't have a party to go to at least one a weekend where ridiculous amounts of food that's bad for you is going to be served, then you're not living <laughs> in the United States. I know this next weekend. We actually have a party Saturday night, and we have a party Sunday night. You know, we had one last weekend. We had office party this last week. We got an office party Monday. Now, it's just that's it. That's what that's what you do. So this show and and, those and let's not forget the goodies that are in the office break room that are never there any other time. Oh yeah, you know, exactly. The pies and the cookies and the cakes that appear, but are mm-hmm. you know they're not there in July. No, they're not. <laughs> that, that, that you speak the truth, O wise one. Um, so this episode. 
is basically about beating the holiday feasting to be able to go to those parties, eat better than you used to, make smarter choices, and uh, kind of, uh, what's the word I'm looking at? Mitigate. This show is all about mitigation. We're mitigating the effects of the holiday season on our waistline. So without further ado, or any other babbling by me, uh, we're going to just pound our way through this list. Guys, jump in there, take one, feel free to talk about it. Mark, actually, I think you brought up the first one uh, the other day. We were brainstorming this show, so why don't you jump on that one? Uh, well, I don't know about the first one, but the but one of the ones that I brought up is is uh, a lot of the holiday eating is social eating, particularly if you're a fat guy. I don't know if fat girls have this issue, but fat guys, people want to see you eating. They think you're not happy unless you're eating. So if you're at this party and you're milling around and everybody's got their little plates, if you don't have a plate or if your plate is empty, people will start handing you food. They'll hand you their leftover food. Hey, I can't finish this. Do you want it? So one of my tips was put something on your food on your plate that you don't like, that artichoke dip or whatever, and and just stand there and hold it, knowing that you're right. not going to eat it. But people will see that there's a fat guy with food on his plate, and they'll think he's happy, and they'll leave you alone. Especially if it's what I call a wander and graze party, you know, where the food's just kind of out in a spread, and there's no particular meal time, and you're just walking around all evening with a plate in your hand, having opportunities to grab food. Uh, yeah, that's a great idea. Just put something on your plate, keep your plate, and um, smear motor oil all over it. Maybe that would work. That would <laughs> Maybe not. Okay. But the one I was referring to was the small plate. Right. Mark, you actually mentioned that. I did, uh, yeah, on a, on some, on a different show. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Use, use the small plate. Use the little, the nuts and mints plate and not the big chinette plate. Yeah. That, and that's a great idea because it, it, psychologically for me even at a like a thanksgiving that's a great idea because it lets you go back for seconds without it being as detrimental you know you you, you can have that feeling of hey i'm getting to go back for some more and without having eaten having eaten having eaten enough for three grown men on every plate full of food yes so grab that small plate don't even be afraid to ask for one why not or you could you know you could share one with your spouse if your spouse and you were together you could put food on a plate together and share it. That's a great, great option too. Now here's one that my wife has done for, for me. Actually, not too long ago, actually, I think it was last Christmas. I went to a party <laughs> without her. She, she wouldn't feel too great. She stayed home. She was just tired. And she said, you go ahead and go. And so, um, she made something for me to take to the party. It was kind of a bring your own, but she met, she purposely made something very healthy. So I was guaranteed to have a good, healthy choice. So if it's a potluck, make something good for you that you really like. And you know what? People, I'm sorry, uh, people with allergies or like we talked about uh, people who are gluten sensitive, they do that sort of stuff all the time. I've I've been to, I've had birthday parties where the kid who can't have uh, red dye brings his own stuff or the kid who can't have pizza. That's okay. People aren't going to look at you weird about that. Hey, you're bringing food. And so especially if it's a potluck and you've been told to bring something. Exactly. Uh, (laughs) So I think I actually ended up taking some like black bean hummus or, you know, something like that and, and some, some kind of wafer cracker thingies. And I love that kind of stuff. And that's the first thing I put on my plate and, um, and maybe some celery sticks to do with. And that was great. Cause then I had something I really, I was guaranteed to have something I really like. So if you do that, that again, like the old saying, setting yourself up for success, you're setting yourself up for a win by having something, you know, you're going to like, and that's healthy for you. And then, you know, right along with that is just load up your plate with stuff that's good for you so you know kind of take the scope of the uh 
take the scope at the table, look at the table, look it over. You know what's good for you, you know what's bad for you, and load your plate up with the stuff that's good for you. That way, um, you'll get full on stuff that's good for you. You know, hit those low calorie, um, you know, less calorie dense foods, and uh, I think you'll uh, you'll benefit from that. That's what I'm trying to say. You'll you'll get to eat, you'll feel full, you'll have all, you know, get to socialize all the things of the party, but by making those smarter choices when you load your plate up initially, that can kind of circumvent some of the issues. But like we said, the odds are if you're going to one of these parties and you want to have something that's good for you, you're going to have to bring it yourself because nobody Lots else is going to, you know, it's going to be deviled eggs and crab dip. Unless you come to my party. If you come to my party, we'll have something good for you, most likely, and, and something bad And the deep fried bacon with the fat, yeah. fatty fat all over the it. Bacon wrapped Oreos. <laughs> Double stuff. The, yeah, the so, bacon wrap Neapolitan Oreos. This, <laughs> yeah, there this you go. is something I've started doing. I've actually done this for a while, even uh, at home before dinner. Start with a drink. And I'm not talking about a glass of wine to relax yourself before you eat dinner. I'm talking about get a glass of whatever your favorite non-calorie beverage and drink that before you even get a plate full of food. And what that's going to do, that's going to start that fullness factor going. And before you know it, that little tiny plate that you got full of good food, you'll be stuffed and you'll be telling people I'm stuffed. And, you know, you, you pile a few of these ideas on top of each other. Before you know it, you're full with only good things that you've eaten and you have a plate full of nasty food that you don't want to eat. So nobody else asks you if you need anything else and you're happy and you go home and you, you haven't blown it, quote unquote, the whole evening. Yes. Yeah, and well, and sticking with the one meal one workout philosophy, if you do blow at this party, that's not a license to go crazy at the next party. Right, and that's not a license to stop at McDonald's and get double meat cheeseburger, large fries, <laughs> large right on the way home because I've already blown it anyway. <laughs> or Don, what's this next one? Exercise this next at all break? during the holiday because oh, I'm eating all this crap at all these parties, and it's yeah. just gonna, it's not gonna do me any good. Yes, it will. You know, it will. So I had one that I threw on the list here just yes. a while ago that I actually stumbled across. Uh, just mere minutes before the show started, my wife had all of her holiday parties for school today, and all of her kids, of course, loaded her up with the typical "I got candy from the Dollar Tree" presents for the teacher. And um, some of them, some of them were homemade, and there's a plate full of just delicious-looking things. I saw one on the plate though that I wasn't sure about because I hate absolute despise coconut and i w- didn't even want to eat any of the things that were touching this delicacy because i had coconut <laughs> on it and i'm sorry that's been near said, coconut. is this coconut is that what this is did someone actually send this home to you not knowing how much i absolutely loathe coconut did they make that mistake and she said oh no it's just uh you know it's just chopped nuts or whatever and i said oh great delicious and i popped it in my mouth which is probably a mistake but i realized until i knew that it wasn't coconut that I didn't want to eat it. So maybe you have to be a little crazy, which is okay for me, but <laughs> if you can just convince yourself that that's actually something you don't want to eat, you know, maybe it doesn't have nut shavings all over it, but if you think that has coconut in it or, you know, whatever your Well, I mean, you could, I guess, get, get like a salt and pepper shaker and put some dirt in it. And just sprinkle a little dirt over everything on your plate. Well, if, if you're done, just carry <laughs> coconut shavings with you. There go to the go. party, load up your plate, and then sprinkle the whole thing with coconut. And then you'll just stand there holding all these wonderful goodies all night long and not eat any of them. That's a good idea. Well, well my problem is that I want to try all of them. But if I convince myself that they don't actually taste good, yeah. which I can easily do referencing coconut, then I'm good <laughs> to go. My wife despises cinnamon. 
she can't even stand the smell of it. So she could probably do the same thing and think that has cinnamon. Actually, she does do that on on regular occasions. Well, when you She'll get that cinnamon coconut fruitcake I sent you, go ahead and chuck it in the trash. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're at one of these parties, you can't just chuck it all in the trash. People that's will get true. upset with you, Aaron. Yeah. You know, we're, we're giving Donna a hard time. But, you know, that's not that's not a bad mind game to play with yourself, especially if if you if there's a particular thing that, that gives you that power to do that. Now, one thing for me that I've had to learn, <clears throat> in fact, I did that with the M&Ms. You know, we were talking about the M&Ms last week. I went to work the next day, and I, I said I'd moved her M&Ms over. I, I've pretty much, I think I've had two M&Ms since the day I moved her M&Ms where I couldn't see them. So, out of sight, out of mind, don't stand around the food table. Most Amen. parties that are kind of the, the wandering graze parties, like you'll have the food in the dining room, people will be wandering in and out of the dining room, through the living room, through the kitchen. Go in the living room, stay in the living room. Don't wander by the food table. Because if you're like me, I, I can't walk by a table with like Fritos and cheese dip without grabbing a Frito and dipping it in the cheese dip. Even like, uh, you know, just uh, a la carte. <laughs> but the problem is, if you do that 20 times in one night, you just ate 20 more Fritos and another three tablespoons of cheese dip on top of whatever you had on your plate. And, you know, and people always joke about things like, you know, holiday party food doesn't have any calories, or if it never makes it to the plate, it doesn't have any calories. And that's our attempt to do the opposite of what Don was talking about. We're tricking ourselves again, but we're in denial this time, uh, and that's not good. <laughs> but the holidays are all about denial, Eric. They are. They are. <laughs> they are definitely about denial. And so, the next you know, one I, I wanted to mention was uh, don't feel pressured to eat. I, I mentioned that earlier, that uh, when you go to these things, it's almost expected that you eat, especially when you go to grandma's house. And all the delicacies are there, and your grandma and your aunt and, and, and everybody's all been working on it. People expect you to eat, but it's okay to not eat. It's okay to say, I'm not hungry. Um, well, I'm going to give this to you even as a, as a little card to play. You can tell them that Aaron said you didn't have to eat that. There you go. They won't know who that is or what you're talking about, but it will probably throw them off enough that they'll leave you alone. <laughs> and, but my corollary to that is, go ahead and indulge a little. It is the holidays. And if you if you go to every party denying yourself, you'll just be miserable, and all you'll be able to think about is I I didn't I didn't get to eat those wonderful things. So have a little. I had a yeah. friend um, several years ago who had had gastric bypass, and she was just uh, very recently removed from it, just a couple of weeks. And her thing was, I'm going to take a nibble of every little like the little sausage balls. She had like a third of one of those, you know. And I'm going to taste everything, but just a nibble of every little thing, and that way she gets the the pleasure of indulging. But when you add it all up, it's about what a meal should have been. Well, you know, I, I will. I am not ashamed, even at like an office thing, when somebody brings out a cheesecake to cut a slice of cheesecake in half again right. and take a little, you know, a third of a piece or a half of a piece. And people are like, you sure you don't want the whole piece? Yes, I'm sure I want the whole, don't want yeah. the whole piece. I'm an adult male who has complete control of my faculties. And I just took the knife and cut the piece in front of you. You think I accidentally did that? No, I didn't accidentally do that. I'm trying to maintain my weight loss that I worked the last year and four months to do. Do you not get what's happening here? Yeah. I don't actually no. say that. I say, no, I'm fine. My response to that is, <laughs> actually, I do want the whole piece, yeah, which is I've why I'm having half a piece. Yeah. Uh, int- funny <laughs> side note, somebody brought some of those cookies I was talking about to to work. I work at a school, mostly Coconut women. cinnamon cookies? or uh, uh, Yeah, I think they were. Coconut cinnamon bacon. I'm not sure. Um, Bring but, some of those to the Sullivan house. <laughs> uh, so they were... Uh, all the, mostly women around there, and there were no less than six. I counted six individual half cookies. So, so twelve cookies 
uh, that had been six cookies that had made them to 12. So like six different people had taken a cookie and broke it in half, but nobody wanted to eat the cookie that somebody had broken in half. So they took another one and broke <laughs> it in half. And then somebody walked up, hey, there's two half cookies there. So they picked up a whole one and broke it in half. And you had all these little leper cookies. You, you so know, I ate them all. Somebody said, hey, that's a good idea. I'm going to break one of these cookies in half and do what that person did. Yeah. So I took all the half cookies and ate them all, put them out of their misery. No, not really. That's hilarious. Well, yeah, I'm not afraid to eat a half, a half a cookie. I'm not afraid to make a half a cookie or even a third a cookie. And I'm not afraid to go back and eat the other half of the piece that I just said I didn't want in front of everybody. <laughs> I'm not afraid to do that. But see, then so, you get seconds, but it was right. only firsts. Exactly. We're referencing back to the small plate, making more than one trip thing. So, all right, we're segueing. Ready? Go. All right, we've segued to the next section. That's how we do it here. We're so smooth. Um, what I did, and guys, feel free to just jump in there however you want. Uh, I went and pulled what I felt like were like four of the main staple ingredients for a lot of holiday meals, starting at Thanksgiving, going through Christmas. And what I picked was turkey, mashed potatoes, green bean casserole, and pecan pie. That's, that's four things, or pie. I think just have turkey, potatoes, beans, and pies. What I've really got here, uh, I've kind of blown my whole thing, but that's okay. We're gonna we're gonna go through it anyway. And so what I did was I did a like an eat this not that type thing, a, a comparison, a little if you would, a little a little breakdown, a, 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 a versus type thing, a Mortal Combat between the different ways to have these dishes to see which one might be better for you. And there's you can actually Google um, better holiday meals, healthier holiday meals, and uh, It will return multiple options on how to have better holiday meals. I don't know why I suddenly you were doing your William Shatner impression. <laughs> so I don't know why I'm suddenly we channeling, do channeling Shatner contact but, with the um, planet surface. I don't know what's going on, but uh, anyway, so turkey. I hear from people who can eat poultry that uh, there's two <laughs> types of poultry, turkey. There's dark meat and white meat. Is that, is that, do I have that right, Mark? Dark wheat, my, dark meat and white meat? Yeah, pretty much. Yes. Okay. It's not light meat and dark meat. It's, they say white, white or they say light. Well, okay. it goes either way, but usually it's white and dark. Yeah. Okay. Well, <clears throat> ounce for ounce, white meat trumps dark meat, calorically speaking. So let me, let me break it down. For Everywhere you. except flavor. Yeah. I'll say calorically speaking. <laughs> uh, three ounces, a little three ounce serving, which is a small serving. Most people tend to eat like eight or 15 ounces. <laughs> Three ounce serving, white meat, 115 calories, zero grams of saturated fat. Dark meat, 160 calories, two grams of saturated fat. Now, they're both great sorts of protein. Um, dark meat actually does have some, has iron in it, more iron in it than white meat does. So the, the danger is, uh, you don't want to get the white meat and then say it's dry. So you put the gravy on it. <laughs> if you're going to do that. You might as well have the dark meat. It'd actually be better for you. But if you like the white meat as much as the dark meat, the white meat is the better choice calorically and fat wise, but just mildly. So don't beat yourself up if you pick the dark meat. Now, if you're what? worried about your turkey not being juicy, you should just fry the turkey. Amen. That's much better. Brine it first. Yes. Yeah. Brine it, brine it and fry it. And once you better. fry it, I don't think it really matters which one <laughs> you do. Because <Yeah. laughs> they both at that point have a little bit of saturated fat. I don't know. 
Um, no, actually, yeah, don't a quick trivia. When you fry a turkey, if you properly fry it, you only add about a tablespoon of fat to the whole bird. Interesting. I'd have to see it with Alton Brown on making sure that happens. Though. Yeah. Yeah. Every turkey I've ever seen come out of the grease is going to drip for a few minutes. We got to let it drip. That's what it is. You got to bleed it. You got to bleed right. it. Right. <laughs> All right. Potatoes. You know, I am a meat and potatoes guy. I would rather eat mashed potatoes than chocolate chip cookies. And I'm not being silly about saying that. I love potatoes of all types. Now, how many of you out there in TV land have heard, oh, sweet potatoes are a whole lot better for you than, than white potatoes. You really should pick the sweet potato. You heard that? I have heard that. Yeah. More fiber. Yeah. And, and it does, it is better for you, but not as crazily as I thought it was. In my mind, I was thinking that sweet potatoes didn't have as many calories as white potatoes, even though I knew they were sugary. And it's really not the case. They're pretty much a wash calorie-wise. However, sweet potatoes, where they kick the white potatoes tushy, is in, it has twice the vitamin C. Uh, sweet white potatoes have no vitamin A. Sweet potatoes have 384% of the daily minimum amount of vitamin A. So you can eat a sweet, <clears throat> eat a sweet potato and it will hook you up for all the vitamin A that you need. So nutrition-wise, sweet potatoes have a little bit more, like Mark was saying, the fiber and stuff. However, um, calorie-wise, it's not as big a deal. So right now we're at we're pretty much kind of even. You could eat white <clears throat> white meat and some sweet potatoes or some dark meat and some green and some uh, white potatoes and be pretty similar, not too crazy. Just FYI. Go ahead, Don. Now, if I'm remembering this correctly, most of that vitamin A comes from that layer of mini marshmallows on top of the <laughs> well, I'm really giving myself away that I'm just deeply, deeply ingrained in Southern culture tonight, aren't I? <laughs> I, ha- I have to confess something. Um, two things. I I guess I'm a food purist in some ways. I don't want sweet potato casserole with the marshmallows and the brown sugar. I want a I sweet, sweet potato. potato. No. I don't want cranberry fluff. I want cranberry jelly out of the can. Just give me the old time religion. I just want it simple. I don't need the craziness. I don't need the fancy recipe. Just give me the food. You know, I don't need all that stuff. It interferes with the flavor. Can, can I give a super quick science lesson? Super quick, yes. I promise. Um, w- when you're talking about starchy foods, potatoes, any starch like that, anything that we, we are, could, we're talking about starchy foods right, right now. Right. Anything potatoes. that we consider, we, we, we talk about those, uh, when you're comparing, you know, sweet potatoes to, to mashed potatoes or, or white potatoes, rather. Um, all starches, what we consider starches, uh, are made up of two, um, protein chains called amylose and amylopectin, which when they break down in the body become sugar. So it's all sugar, whether it's bread or rice or potatoes or whole grains, whatever it is, once your body dissolves it, it's a big old bowl of sugar. So when you have that big mound, mound of mashed potatoes and then that big mound of dressing and then all, all the other stuff, it's just look at that as a pile of sugar and a pile of sugar and a pile of sugar and that might help your mindset a little bit yeah yeah there's you no know mind game to play with yourself right. and and really whenever you're not somebody that can just eat whatever you want to it's important to know these things and some people think oh that's nerdy stuff or oh that's who needs to know that mess but you know things like glycemic load and and all that sort of stuff i mean it's 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 important to really think about what it is you're putting in your body whenever you actually have to pay attention to that stuff and, you know, I think the three of us can safely say that we're people that, uh, you know, have to pay more attention than yeah. than most, I guess. Well, let me ask you this, Don. 
If you could have one cup of something that tasted good or four cups of something that tasted good and the four cups had the same calories and was better for you, which would you pick? I will be totally honest with you. Is the one cup of something bread? No. <laughs> Maybe the four cups. Okay. Most most fat people <clears throat> are people who were formerly fat and still have, you know, fat you know, once an alcoholic, they always say, once a foodaholic, you know, you're still fighting that foodaholicism. I am at least. Uh, you like to be full. You like to eat to your full. Still, I still like to eat till I'm full. I, I really do. One cup of green beans, a cup. That's a pretty good, um, that's a pretty healthy serving. A cup of green beans has about 44 calories or calories, as I put in the notes because I left the eye out. 44 calories, no fat. Um, but however, at, at our Thanksgiving dinner, we had green beans, but we also had green bean casserole, which is one of those point, one of those times whenever adding some stuff to something does make it taste good, as opposed to the cranberry fluff and the sweet potato casserole. Now, so I Aaron, like green bean casserole. Just for the listeners that, like me, aren't green bean people, please explain the difference between green beans and green bean casserole. Green beans are green beans. Maybe you put a little butter in them or a little salt and pepper or some olive oil or however you like to make them. Not enough to really make them calorically more intense. Green bean casserole typically involves a bunch of green beans, cream of mushroom soup, maybe some some uh, little, one of those little crunchy things on the top, or some Fried almond onions. slivers, yeah. cheese. I mean, it's a it's a it's got other stuff in it. It is literally equal parts green beans and canned cream of mushroom soup. Yeah. So yeah, and other stuff on top of it that makes it like a melted stick of butter to make a crust of your choice. I think yeah. is how they phrase that. So I I went. I tried and to it just taste even hand awesome. Green bean casserole is pretty darn good. I tried to be even-handed, so I just went and Googled uh, green bean recipes. Number one up there was the uh, Green Giant green bean casserole recipe. That's the one that you can get off the can of green beans from Green Green Giant. Ho, ho, ho. Green Giant. That guy. Uh, that has 166 calories per cup and 12 grams of fat. So you can pretty much eat four cups of green beans and get the same amount of calories as one cup of green bean casserole. Now, some might argue that the green bean casserole takes four times as good. I don't think it tastes four times as good. Maybe 1.7 times as good. So, uh, for me, my bet, I'm going to load my plate up with green beans and then get a little bit of green bean casserole. If I have those choices. Right. So, the best option there is like a third of a cup of the casserole and three cups of the green beans. There you go. Yeah. So, that's exactly what I did at this last Thanksgiving meal. We had green beans. We had green bean casserole. I got a big scoop of green beans. Plopped it on my plate, and I got a tablespoonful of green bean casserole. And it was great. I was perfectly happy with that. Now, here is the one that gets people a lot of times. Everybody, not everybody, anybody that's not crazy likes dessert. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm being joking. I'm being uh, slightly facetious. But pretty much everybody loves dessert uh, in some degree or another. But all desserts are not created equal. Um, some desserts are much worse for you than others. Um, like, have you ever had those little cream puffs you can get at Costco that come in the little tub? They're like 50,000 grams of fat per puff, but they taste awesome. Those are not good for you. They're bad for you, yeah. but they're great. I don't even know how they make those things. It's I don't crazy. Even, somehow they condense evil into the <laughs> right. size of a golf ball. Um, but for my, my versus here, my battle tonight is pumpkin pie versus pecan pie. Again, we had both of those at my Thanksgiving dinner. Uh, again, pulling a standard recipe online. Pumpkin pie wins hands down, and I love pumpkin pie. In fact, I like it as much as pecan pie. So this was this was an awesome find for me. Typical pecan See, pie. I can't get behind this one because number one, uh, 
Aaron and I have had this this debate many times. But there's pecan pie and there's pecan pie. And where I come from, we have pecan pie. A pecan well, is what two. you take with you on a road trip. It's not what you put in a pie. <laughs> Number two, uh, there's no comparison between pecan pie and pumpkin pie. I'm sorry. Actually, like pecan. There's pumpkin. nothing to compare to pecan pie. I, I like. But go ahead, Aaron. Pie. Move I like along. Pumpkin That's... pie better. But I do like. Anyway, it has uh, almost twice as many calories. Pecan. If you're peeing, pe- if you got a pecan pie or a pecan pie, either one, it almost has twice the calories. Five hundred three versus three hundred sixteen for one slice which is one-eighth of a standard-sized pie, and it has about twice the grams of fat. So uh, it does have slightly more protein. <laughs> the pumpkin pie does, too, on top of all that. So, so what I'm saying to you, Don, is you can have your slice of pecan pie, and I'm going to have two slices of pumpkin pie and feel good about it. <laughs> I don't even like pecan pie, so that was not even a choice for me. It's easy. Now, easy my question feeling. is there's people that say pecans and there's people that say pecans. Why are there no people that say, pe- that say pecans? Where are those people? Because they just can't say it that way. <laughs> okay, so Aaron, I'm going to do move this next one because I put that in there, and and this is is one of my holiday vices. Um, and and I'm just you mean gonna, the last one you skipped one you just jumped to the end. Oh, I'm sorry. Never That's mind. Right. I won't skip. No, you can do no, that. No, oh, wow. no. You get the vibe. Okay. The next one is uh, cranberry sauce versus question mark and i put that because there's nothing that can compete with cranberry sauce this is your holiday vice yes there are 700 cans per can 700 calories per can have at it (laughs) (laughs) the whole can huh i ate at least half a can at thanksgiving um i love cranberry sauce and we only eat it at thanksgiving and usually at christmas so i will indulge with that i will eat about half a can of it at that meal and just worry about it later twice a year all right, Next, so now I don't worry about it. I don't worry about it later at all. I just move on and look forward to it for next year. <laughs> yeah, but the thing about uh, cranberry sauce is it's available year round. Most people don't use it, but it's available year round. The thing I'm going to talk about isn't even available, and that's eggnog. Okay, eggnog is awesome. We all know it. Let's just admit it. It's the kryptonite to every diet plan, but it's so rare. You can only get it for like four weeks a year. It's rarer than a good single malt scotch. So anybody gives you a can of or a glass of white eggnog, they're not they're not Americans. They're probably terrorists, and and you need to report them to the Homeland Security Office. Uh, enjoy your eggnog. I buy eggnog every year, and I and I love it because it's such a rare thing and it tastes wonderful. Or if you make it yourself, that's even better. Indulge, have at it, but just keep it to you know. A little juice glass. Have a little sip. The stuff is thick, and it's very satisfying. Really rich, fatty foods tend to be uh, more satisfying anyway. So instead of chugging it like you would a glass of tea or a glass of water, just have a little little juice glass, not even a coffee mug of it. And so enjoy the, the finer things in life. Aaron, you can have your cranberry sauce. I'm going to have my eggnog. It is the Bob's holiday. Have it's, pecan pie. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, Don, have your pecan pie. Just be smarter about it, and right. it, while it will probably damage your overall weight loss plan, it will damage it less. Well, you know, my point is if you took what we talked about here on this, you know, just these four or five things we talked about, you could cut your meal in half, your calories for your meal in half, and still be just as full and just as happy. And Um, if you're like a lot of people, that's probably all you're going to eat that day, right? So if it's at lunch, you're not going to eat dinner. If it's if it's at dinner, you're saving yourself for lunch, so you're just going to snack. So, you know, probably over the course of a couple of day period, it all washes out. But I so think the main point of what we're trying to say here, especially what Mark's saying here at the end, is that it's the holidays and everybody's going to eat. You have to eat. And 
what we've said so many times on the show, and one of the things about one meal one workout, don't make yourself miserable. You're not going to do this stuff if you make yourself miserable. If you nope. just stand there and look at the table and say, that looks so good. Especially if you have a bunch of these parties to go to, you're not going to make it. Yeah. You're not going to do say, it. If you do, me, it's not going to be worth it. So Let me hammer this point home. I'm sorry, Don. I didn't mean to talk over you that whole time. I'm, I'm off my soapbox now. Mark, go back and edit all that out where I went blah, 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 <laughs> over him. Okay, thanks. Um, I, one thing I want to hammer home. Everybody stop what you do. If you're jogging, stop. Hold your hands over your earphones so you can hear what, what I'm saying. Pull over on the side of the road. I want you to hear this. This is one meal and workout basics. Are you ready? Okay. I've got your attention. Good. When you blow it at the party Friday night because you have a big glass of eggnog and two pieces of pecan pie, do not, I repeat, do not say, on Monday I'll get back on the plan. Because you will waste two days. Why waste the two days? Why throw away good habits you've been created? Why eat a bunch of calories you don't really need and really even want? Get back on the plan. Oh, I don't know. The next morning at breakfast. That sounds like a great idea. So that is my word to you. As strongly as I can encourage you. I had a friend the other day. He said, Wednesday, I'm going to start Monday working out. I said, why are you going to wait till Monday? And he said, Statistically, people fail. They try to start in the middle of the week. And I said, statistically, people that are fat, when they say they're going to start on Monday, don't really start on Monday. Next week, Monday came around. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, he still hadn't worked out yet. Friday, Saturday, he started the following Monday. He finally got around to working out. And then it was, I'm going to start eating better after the holidays. Okay, so you're going to work out for a month and have no benefit really from it. You're just going to barely hold your own because you're picking an arbitrary date in the future because you know you're going to be doing bad. That's just crazy thinking. That's fat person thinking. Just get rid of that kind of. That's stinking thinking, as we used to always say. Just just deprogram yourself from that. And uh, just step away from the stupidity. Preach it, brother. Name, Preach it. That should be the name of the show. <laughs> step away from the stupidity. Stop the madness. Let me say this. Sorry, I, did I just get us trouble? Yes, you did. Um, so that's, that, that's pretty much it on the holiday thing. Uh, I, my eat less tips and exercise, exercise more tips. I'm actually combining the two. It's very simple. I, I want to encourage you to periodically evaluate your diet. A lot of you have maybe done diet, you know, uh, food diaries in the past. You maybe have been doing the same workout for a while. Just take 30 minutes and think about what you've been eating lately. Maybe find us something you could do a little better on. Look at your workout schedule and see if you've got, if you find out, you know what, I'm scheduling myself to work out Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday. And three times out of the last four, I haven't made my Thursday workout. Why is that? Have I made it a lower priority? Do I need to move my Thursday workout to Friday? Just a little bit of kind of self-maintenance like that, reevaluation. I'd recommend you do that every six months or so. And that will, A, help you not get stagnant. B, help you not develop a bad habit. It'll help you find a bad habit that you may be developing. And C, it'll uh, also help you stay away from plateauing arbitrarily early, but, you know, before you reach what you're trying to shoot for. So evaluate your diet, evaluate your workout. Just look it over. Give it a once over, even a twice over if you need to. And, you know, if you're feeling crazy, give it a thrice over. Why not? And uh, that will, uh, I think, behoove you to do that. It will uh, help you. That's that's what I've done a couple of times. And every time I've done that, I've seen immediate benefits from it over the next few weeks as far as fitness levels and so forth. All right. Mark, Don, anything else you want to throw in there? This is a short holiday episode. Uh, I think that's good preaching, man. All right. Well, I am going to, uh, I'm going to ask Mark to do the impossible. Mark, I want the contact us segment 
in 30 seconds or less. Go. Elementopi.com, forums, other podcasts. Check out the Elementopi app on the Android market and soon to be in the app, uh, 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 Apple iPhone market. And scene. Awesome. Great job. As always, you can always just Google One Meal One Workout and find us at Element OP or on Facebook or just email me at double A R O N at one meal one workout.com. And remember, before starting any diet or exercise program or eating that last piece of pecan pie or overindulging on fried Oreos, it's recommended that you consult your healthcare provider.